Hello, it's Maxi and Mickey from the Rock Zone Podcast. All right. Live today from Novotel in Vienna. Wow. And in this episode of the Rock Zone Podcast, we will be talking, of course, about the Elite 15 European Championship race and perhaps a few of the boo-boos that did not go so well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, me and Mikey will share some of our funny stories from the weekend. And I promise not to be talking in this voice anymore for the remainder of the episode, especially when we tell you all about the best tips from racing overseas. And that's not us saying it, that's some pretty prominent people, so stick around, and here we go. Three, two, one, Roxanne in. Roxanne in. What's up, guys? Just a quick message to remind you that the Rock Zone Reverse Rocks High Rock Simulation, what a mouthful, uh, will be on the 18th of February in Vauxhall at Sleven Gym. Um, it's going to be a fantastic event with over 100 athletes and the perfect way to get your High Rocks fix. Uh, you'll meet a load of like minded people in a fantastic gym. A really nice setting they've got down at Sleven. And of course, the Rock Zone crew will be there bringing the energy. Uh, we've also got a host of partners coming down with freebies, giveaways. Um, it's really going to be a blast, to be honest. Um, and with it being a reverse rocks, of course, you'll actually be starting with the warbles and finishing with the ski erg. So it's really going to blow you guys out. Um, but if you're interested, head over to our Instagram and click the link in the bio to sign up. So this weekend was the third High Rocks major of the season for the Elite 15 also known as the European Championship. And uh, boy, oh boy, did it not disappoint. Um, both the men's race and the women's race was uh, incredibly exciting for, for different reasons, perhaps. Absolutely. And perhaps for unwanted reasons <laughs> in part. But um, the current High Rocks world champ, Lauren Weeks, took the win. And let's be honest, she was, she was the protagonist of the whole weekend. Uh, not only did she break her world record time of... No, no, no. She broke uh, Megan Jacoby's world record. Sorry, sh sorry, sorry. Not only did she break a world record, which previously was held by Meg Jacoby, posting a time of 58.03, she also then went on to break the women's doubles world record yeah. with... Um, what was it? Something a very Griffiths. quick time. Oh, oh Lauren Griffiths. Lauren well. Griffiths. Lauren and Lauren. Lauren's. Exactly, exactly. Um, we don't actually know what the title was. It was 58? No, no, no. It was quicker than that. It was quicker than that? Right, okay. We, it literally just happened. So 50 something. <laughs> forgive us for not actually knowing exactly how fast it was. Um, but anyway, we caught up with her after the Elite 15 race. And uh, this is what she had to say to us. I'm stood here next to the reigning world champion and the brand new world record holder. Hello. Who other than Lauren Weeks? Hi. How was your race? Um, I felt really, really good. And I don't always feel good when I'm racing. So, like, I just felt comfortable. Like, from the side, I've never seen someone more focused. I think we could have said anything in the crowd and you wouldn't have noticed. You were so laser focused. If you had worn your suits, I would have noticed. That was the problem. <laughs> right. Let's start with, did you know you were going to come out and put down a marker? No. Um, I honestly, like before the race started, I was thinking, I even told my husband, I talked to him before, I was like, I don't feel very like amped up for this race, but maybe just feeling like super calm and going into it was really helpful, a lower stress level. So you're saying there were 
not particularly high expectations like see how it goes yeah i mean i always i'm always gonna try and do my best but i like i didn't feel super amped to come into this race i guess i don't I, maybe because it's at 7 p.m and i was ready for bed but <laughs> just chug, i i actually chugged one of the red bulls and i don't normally do that so maybe the extra caffeine helped you um, I want to ask you about your Saucony shoes. Yes. You, as well as like 80% of the field, wear these. What is it about them? They're really comfortable for me. They do have a carbon plate in it, so it, it like helps you run a little bit faster. The bottom has a decent grip. I've definitely seen some of the other like super shoes that have better grips. Yeah. I haven't tried them yet, um, but I don't race enough to be able to kind of play around with, and I know these work for me, so... But I'm, I'm curious, did it like, did one of the girls decide this is it and all of you like said, yeah, I, I need me a pair of those or how did that happen? Not to give him too much credit, but I heard David Megida talking about them. Okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, so when he, and he like went into like super in depth as, as why he thought they were a good shoe. This was probably a year ago now. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. I think I'm going to try them. So. You and everyone else. Yeah. And, and here you are. The world record holder again. Thank you. Honestly, yeah. can I can I just say what a lovely person Lauren is. So nice. It, it, so so nice. Her her performance on the course, everyone sees, and it's without question just phenomenal. But how she holds herself off the course is perhaps not seen as much, but equally deserving of attention. She's 100%. she's such a wholesome person like the the care she shows for just everyone around her so like cheering all of the elites on after they after and it's not finished. a show is it it's not for show what, not at uh, all to be fair i i notice that all the time with the women um, yeah when when we watch the elite races they're so good at like getting each other over whereas yeah. the dudes like i am fucked and i don't <laughs> i have no energy i don't care about anyone yeah um but uh lauren straight away after we spoke to her she she turned to us and said oh how how are you guys racing and like what what time are you off like are you prepared for it? yeah blah, blah, blah. like and it felt like it was very honest yeah you know, she, really ca- she really cared small, like, she really cared yeah. she really did care <laughs> and um what i thought was amazing as well today we're just recording this after after she's literally just broke the other world record uh, in the doubles race she went up to everyone who happened to finish on stage with her and gave every single girl a hug there oh. every single one like no one's asking you to do that like the camera's not on you right now yeah. you're doing this because yeah. you you are that type of person yeah, so you know? true so, so true. she she has a lot of respect for me not just for her performance but how she holds herself mm. off it as well mm. um Another woman who I respect very highly, Absolutely. in fact, all of us respect very highly at, yeah. on, on the on the pod, is of course um, MJ, aka Meg Jacoby, whatever you want to call her and liken her to, all of the famous MJs, it's it's valid. So uh, she came second, which I'm sure she was perhaps a little disappointed with, mm. um, especially as there might have been a little bit of controversy here and there, but. Um, how about I share with you what Meg said and uh, just a little bit of context. I put the microphone towards her mouth and she just snatched it right in my hand. And uh, well, here's a monologue from Meg Jacoby as to what happened. 
to a race. Yeah, here, I'll just take over. Hi, I'm from the Rock Zone Pod. My name's Megan Jacoby, guest starring. I just would like to say that on the sled push, maybe don't tell me I'm way past the line when I'm already way past the line. Maybe stop me where I'm supposed to stop. That would have been very helpful. It's confusing on the grid with all the million lines of tape. Just throwing that out there. Actually, the race was great. Lauren smashed it. She broke my world record by a lot. That was the time I was hoping for today. So someone got it. That's great. But I got to give a ton of credit to my homegirl, Vivian Tafudo, who got the fourth place and qualifier for the Worlds, and Viola Oberlander. Viola, this is amazing. Viola got in on a roll down today, and she got a qualifying spot for Worlds. She was she was pushing you, like mid-race. She was ahead of me. Yeah. Com- we were together coming out of the sled push. Yeah. Um, she ran a phenomenal race today, and I think she helps to prove the field is much deeper than 15 people. And she just proved that today. Do you just want to say rock zone out and make this your own? Yeah, this is, I just took, I just completely took over. <laughs> is this the American way? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> All right, rock zone pot out. Close enough, yeah. <laughs> I mean, poor, poor Meg. I really felt her frustration through a lot of that. And, yeah. um, you know, I think it was a bit of a deserved dig there, here and there. With the- well, it's funny you say that because I shared this information with Nathan earlier today, and he just sent back a really blunt voice note saying she should know where the lines are. So it's Meg's fault, apparently. <laughs> As someone who was there, who saw the tape with his own eyes, it was confusing. It was confusing. Yeah, it no, was. no, no. I looked at it and was like, "Hang on." I found it really weird because some of the some of the lengths they did ten meters. And then some of the lengths they did, I think, 15 meters or something yeah, like it was, that. It was, it was a confusing it was, layout. Also, they were on a grid, just to was, remind. It was like not even a half grid. It was some of the exercises were on the grid. Most of it felt like it was elsewhere. It was a confusing setup, not just for for us, uh, having raced in a, in a slice of toast, as Ben so eloquently <laughs> put it, but, but also for the elites. It, it didn't look like the most straightforward of, of, of layouts. Probably from a bird's eye view, it made a lot of sense. But when you're in it, it's a little bit more tricky. Well, as Hyrox has performed on the ground and not in the sky, Mikey. Yes, all right, I'd, I'd say that's a bit of a moot point. But uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, that's that's the women's done, uh, the women's race done. And well, let's let's get to the uh, the the more interesting race, shall we say? <laughs> not because it's men racing, but more what uh, perhaps didn't work on uh, on the night. Um, so Tim Vinish came third. Palayo Mendez Fernandez came second. And uh, perhaps to no one's surprise, Alex Ronkovic came away with the dub. Um, but, I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room, Mikey. Yeah. For all of, for all of our listeners who perhaps didn't catch what, what happened, what was the story of the night? So Ronkovic has probably got, I don't know, about 30 seconds to a minute lead on Michael Sambak. And Sambak has got another minute or so on the rest of the pack so they're well ahead mm-hmm. 
And this is after the fourth run. No, the fifth, fifth run. run. Sorry, fifth so run. So they're coming into the row. Now, the way, because there was a live stream, the way it all works is that the rowers are connected to the live stream. So you can see in real time how many meters they're traveling and what speed they're traveling at. A great very, very, very smart stuff. Yeah. I actually yeah. thought the live stream looked was tight. looking very smart. Yeah. However, this update caused a bit of a problem because it wiped all the rower screened and they didn't work when they jumped on the rower, which meant that they, so Ronkovic comes in and Sandy comes in, they start rowing and nothing's happening on the screens. So then they get off the rowers and they're like, right, what do we do? And all the high rocks judges are like, I don't know. They um, were a deer stuck in headlights. It, I mean, I mean, you. Uh, to be fair, I, I don't really blame anyone because I, if 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 I was there working for High Rocks, I would have gone. Well, I really don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just know the judging standards. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. You need to row a thousand meters. That's all I can tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think at that point, the the hall just fell silent. Oh, it did, didn't it? It was it, it was, was deadly. Silent. No one knew what to do. We should probably say. So what actually happened was they then moved them from the rowers that they were supposed to be on to just some normal rowing machines because they weren't connected to the machine. So as soon as you start pulling the rope, they start working. Yeah. So, uh, so Ronkovic, Sandy, and then all the other elite 15 come in, but they've arrived. Completely unaffected. Yeah, they've yeah. arrived a bit later. So they just think, oh, the rowers are just here. Yeah. But uh, do you want to say what happened next? Well, <laughs> this is the thing. After Alex kicked off, and rightly so, because oh, he, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. miles ahead. It was his home race. He, you could tell how emotional he was to like be in this situation with all his friends and family around. And then you're thinking, oh, no, are you kidding me? He's not even going to get his special moment because the fucking rower broke. But he just said, you know what? I've had a bit of a, a moan about this, but then he just got on with it. Mm. Just got on with it. He was mm. he, He'd lost all of his lead by that point which is incredibly unfair, but he, he, he just gritted his teeth and went on. However, his closest adversary, Michael Sandback, stood up after doing about 50 metres. I see him take a deep breath, spit on the floor and say, this is fucking bollocks, and just walk <laughs> off. And there and then, everyone again just stunned silence of, wait, what? <laughs> what? And uh, no one, no one quite knew what what was actually going on at this yeah. point because we were we, in the audience. We we're still kind of recovering from the shock of like mm. these these rowers having just uh, malfunctioned. And is is Alex going to get his time back? Like, yeah, what's going to happen? And um, Faisal tried to narrate the the whole situation, and I I kid you not, he just said. Um, Sandy's going to go for a run and see what happens. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, this is even more confusing. What do you mean he's going for a run? And then we saw Sandy run round a couple of laps. At, at race pace as well, which yeah, I thought was interesting. Like like a, it wasn't a cool down. No, no, no. <laughs> at race pace. And then he was gone. He vanished, yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. was it. He was never to be seen again. Yeah. Um, but Mikey, I'm, I'm quite keen to hear from you. What are your thoughts on what you saw? So I, the way I kind of think about it is things are going to go wrong in a race every now and again. Like it could be as minor as you step a bit funny on the lunges and you sort of lose your balance or whatever. So 
I always think like you need to prepare yourself mentally for things to go wrong so that it sort of toughens you up for, for other races. I also thought with the whole situation, Hyrox was almost certainly going to give them the time back at the end of the mm-hmm. race. So let's just say hypothetically, Michael or Sandy finished in lower positions, but once you took the time off, that they, they would have been put back yeah. into their original yeah. positions. Do you know what I mean? So By the end, what Mikey's saying is it made no material difference. Yeah. At yeah. least not for Alec. Mike Sandback, we don't know because he didn't finish, but yeah. Alex comfortably cruised through to the end. And my yeah. God, was that was that motherfucker showboating? <laughs> and I loved it. You, you, we're gonna we're gonna post the video of him crossing the finish line. And boy, oh boy, does he milk it! And fair play to him. You should. You, you it's your play. home turf, and you laid down yeah. the marker. Fair play, absolutely fair play. However, um, I mean, I milked crossing the finish line. We'll get into that later. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> However, uh, let's hear from a equally surprised and canny. Tom Hogan, who uh, had some opinions on what should happen to the future Elite 15 races in situations where things don't go right, perhaps. Thomas, not racing today, but spectating. Talk me through the race. What, what were your observations? Uh, for one, it's better to be spectating than racing, 100%. Sure. Yeah. If that had like, beer on side, it'd be better again. Yeah. But uh, it was exciting. Like, I think for every Hyrox from now on, they should like, break one piece of equipment. And we'll all get like a show halfway around. Don't tell people what's broken and just let them go out. Break a few ski or Hey, see, see how they adapt, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's a test for the staff. What do you think would be a fair way to handle the malfunction? Uh, slap your judge. Okay. <laughs> now, you should be allowed like throw a tantrum. And the bigger the tantrum, the, the more time you get taken off your time at the end. And be good an extra a solid minute for every slap. Oh yeah, at yeah, least yeah, at least yeah, a minute. But yeah, yeah, yeah. well, we should have judges who fight back. Like we need to make it interesting. I don't want to just see judges getting slapped. I want to see them throwing throwing boxes and stuff back at people. <laughs> we'll make it really interesting. Okay, so it, it just turns into a full-on brawl. It's it's an elite race, but at some stage it turns into battle royale. Yeah. That's just about every sport in Ireland. That's how every game in Ireland <laughs> ends. That's, that's how it all ends. Right. As always, Tom delivering the goods there. Uh, unsurprisingly if you put a microphone in that Irishman's face (laughs) something good will come out (laughs) but let's talk about Palayo Mendes Fernandez Manendez Manendez Fernandez should we actually should we just relabel him to PMF yes I think that sounds quite cool yes PMF PMF. I like that right so let's talk about PMF Um, first things to say huge fan of the pod and he said that before we could even so we're about to we went up to him to speak to him yeah and we were fanboying over him yeah and he immediately reverse fanboyed us <laughs> but but tell me mikey why why were we actually fanboying about this guy you put it quite eloquently as to what what you thought he was versus what he actually turned out to be um so without being in any way rude he kind of looked like a spanish middle-aged dad who you would think would be quite good on a park run. Yeah, like post an 18-minute park run. He'd definitely like be the guy as well pushing those three-wheeler prams around. Yeah, you know, with his kid in. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But you wouldn't think, you know, when you think of Ronkovic, Hunter, Sandy, Ryan Kent, who are sort of very muscly guys, you, don't nec- you wouldn't necessarily put him in the same category, is all I'm saying. You wouldn't. 
you wouldn't. What didn't help the image, and perhaps <laughs> why we were so keen to speak to him, is that that boy was wearing what looked like gardening gloves for <laughs> the majority of the race. <laughs> and a bum bag. And, and a, a bum, bum bag, bag to and keep them bag. in. Um, and perhaps that's why we, we were so keen to speak to him with, because I've never seen that. Someone never. who, he started no glove, then when it came to the sled pull, got out of his little fanny bag, his gloves, then took the gloves off, put them back in his fanny bag. That's hard to do as well, mid-race. Then I think... Did he put them back on for the farmer's character? I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. For the farmer's. Yeah. But anyway, he then put the gloves back on again for the wall balls <laughs> as well. And very, very diligently then putting them back into his little bag, clipping it closed, and off he went. <laughs> and we just had to ask what was going on there. Um, and we do have a clip from him. But before we play that, I would like Mikey to explain perhaps what happened to the majority of the audio. So I thought I was filming him and we were getting this really great content from him. And then I looked at the screen and I was like, oh, I've not hit record. (laughs) So I hit record mid interview and I was like, I better not tell Max because he'll lose his shit. (laughs) And I think the losing shit I was I was very calm. I was collected. Mikey did try and assure me. I, I got I got a lot of it, but there was a lot of important stuff that you missed. The fact that he's been listening to us for a year and a half. He can't wait to be interviewed with us. He is committed to wear rock socks to the world championship race, and that he is willing to partner with us to make special gloves called <laughs> rocks. Ro- rocks grip what do we what we called it something ridiculously stupid but we'll never know because that audio is lost to the ether forever (laughs) um so without further ado here's some of what pmf had to say second place secures you a world championship spot in the elite 15 yeah congratulations man congratulations well deserved how how are you feeling after like what are you are you ready for nice i'm ready i i was there in two and 2019 racing the world champ the Ironman 70.3 World Championships in yeah, Nice, yeah. and I go back now for High Rock. So uh, it's uh, it's something that I had to be. I had to be there. <laughs> Sick. So, uh, Sick. Yeah. Full circle. I just in case I I signed up for the last chance qualifier. Hopefully I don't need it. So uh, yes. Well, you don't need it. You're second place, no? Yeah, I got it. I don't need to go. Yeah, I, no. I I already signed up for just in case, but uh, not needed. Not needed. Not needed. <laughs> Hello. Thanks so much, man. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Nice well, deserved. Nice well, deserved. well deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved. Big up PMF. Yes. I know you're listening. We love you. We really love you. Thank Seriously, you, man. I think we need to get you on the pod at some point. Love and to. we need to get you explaining exactly what strategy to follow if you want to wear gloves. Yeah. Because clearly there's a lot of merit in wearing them. Okay? 100%. Like you've proven that. Okay? Yeah. Um, now, let's move on. Hunter's to- also been wearing gloves recently as well on that point as well. Well, I'm, I'm, so not, that, I'm not surprised. See, PMF probably turned him onto the idea. <laughs> no doubt. 100%. 100%. Um, but let's now uh, put the spotlight very firmly on the hero of the show, Mr. Alex Ronkovic. Alex, we stand here again with you, a successful High Rocks athlete, this time taking the crown, though, yeah. in your own oh, backyard. It feels unreal. It's, it's crazy. 
So does it, you looked unstoppable today, man. <laughs> I like, felt I felt unstoppable. It was. I think you showed us as well. There's a lot of showboating <laughs> going on as well. No? <laughs> I tried to give my my family, my friends, yeah. a big show, and all, all the crowd here out there. And my Vienna was amazing uh, to me, like since the very beginning. I got the first place at the very beginning, and then it was always a win here. And I needed to take to yeah. take it home to defend my European title. That's everything for me. It means a lot for me, like to be on the top and now I'm like focusing yeah, on, yeah. on Nice and uh, doing my best to win that first right. world champion title. Can you take Hunter down? I'm gonna do everything the next four months uh, like uh, to take him down in yeah. Nice but I know he will be in great shape too. It's gonna be a, a head-to-head battle I hope so um, but we will see. I mean we will see. Very political answer, very yeah, political sure. answer. Um, <laughs> we need to talk about the elephant in the room, the rowers. What happened man? I mean, I never saw it before. It was like, please follow the instructions. And I was like, okay, maybe if I start rowing, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, starts. It, will t- it starts. But nothing happened. And then it was like, uh, decide what to do. It's, it's, it's like, do we row or do we like yeah. skip the rower? Yeah. And nobody was uh, making a decision yeah. from, the, from the judges. And I was like, okay. And Sandy was like, okay, let's take another rower. And then the judges start saying, okay, let's take another rower. And we started rowing on the, on yeah, the other yeah. rowers. And for me, it was, it's like, Okay, uh, Hyrox will think about it. They will like uh, yeah. put the time off at yeah. the end, yeah. and I just need to finish it with the rower. I mean, the Hyrox uh, is the Still rower is apart yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. from the Hyrox, and I was like, okay, it doesn't matter if, if the other guys like um, followed up and closed the gap a bit, uh, because I knew I'm I'm way more in front, uh, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I would have uh, been first anyways, you know, and if if without the time off, and. It's big statement big big flex I mean, yeah i mean it's 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 a mental game it's your decision what you yeah, do yeah, yeah. i'm really sorry for sandy i would have had him on, on the podium next to me um but i'm sure he will be there in nice he will he will so you know what i like about alex that he doesn't shy away from being very very proud of his accomplishments mm. But in a in a nice way, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not arrogant. He is just, really proud. He so, just, same way Meg is, I think as well. Like, I just, I, I both, I love their, they're both sort of like killer instinct yeah. and their competitiveness. Yeah. But also, if they're beaten, they're like, well, the better man or woman won on the day. So they're yeah. also like, yeah, quite humble in that that well, sense. You know, I asked him, I really like, like, are you taking Hunter down? Whereas I, I think other elite fifteen people were like, yeah, you know, even our best mate JK would have been like. Yeah, mate, I'll take him. Um, <laughs> like, Cute. <laughs> you probably won't, but <laughs> thanks anyway. And he just gave a very, very political answer. Right? I called him out for it, but uh, that was his honest, his honest answer. Like, mm. I respect the hell out of this guy. I am coming for him, but you know, I want to be realistic at the same time. Yeah. So I, I like that. I, it's, yeah. an, it's an honest dose of accomplished reality. I think is how I'd, I'd, I'd say. Okay, so turning the focus away from the elites and back to the everyday athletes. Uh, today represented by myself and Mikey. Hello. Uh, so let's, uh, let's, let's share some stories, Mikey. What, what have you got for the audience? Okay, so I've got a few. So the first thing was, actually, we are going to flip back to the Friday night. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> sorry. But uh, at one point, Wonderwall came on and I literally got my phone out immediately and filmed (laughs) Faisal and I was like do it (laughs) (laughs) 
you and I got to see one bar, right and then he was like, "No, I'm not doing it anymore." <laughs> the oh, the next God. thing that happened after that, so we we go out for dinner, oh, and uh, we go to this really nice Italian place. And what was great about it was they did huge portions, right? Mm. And mm. I was like, "Brilliant! I'm going to get a proper carb load before tomorrow." So. Uh, I I, have th- I had some carbonara and of I course. thought, uh, right, I'm going to put, so I fancy a bit of Parmesan on it. I see Max sprinkling this sort of cheese-like substance or cheese Well, it's, it's one of those dried Parmesans that's like hardened Parmesan. Yeah. Which yeah. sometimes does come in now, a shaker. one thing that you really must bear in mind, we're in Austria, everything's in German. So I don't read German at all. Max is German. So therefore everything looks normal to him. Everything that Max does, Mikey will take. So I covered <laughs> my dinner in this Parmesan, right? And I thought, I actually don't really like Parmesan that much, but I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll just suck it up because I sort of wanted the energy and everything. Turns out it was salt. <laughs> <laughs> so I had so much salt on my dinner. So much so that I well, ate a bit who, of it. Well, someone who doesn't like Parmesan, you, you were very I gracious did, with, with dousing it and in I, Parmesan. Uh, I nearly threw up yeah. because I'd, I'd basically poisoned myself with salt. Mikey, just, just really quickly, I hate to, to put you down, but it did say on the fucking front in, in big font, Sal. Yeah, and I, mean, I, think, I mean, yeah. I think I just, you could... You know, that's coming from the guy who started this whole thing of putting salt on his pizza because he thought it was Parmesan. <laughs> so actually, I'm not sure I can... Yeah. Maybe I'll retract that yeah. comment. Yeah. Um, so so next thing I've realised is our race preps are very different. So in the morning... So I arrived here with uh, porridge and my protein ready to hit the day. I also had a nice shower to get myself yep. ready. Max literally rolled out of bed, put on his clothes and walked out the door. <laughs> Big and that was about before. and oh yeah and had nothing to eat <laughs> <laughs> and was racing about 60 minutes later yeah 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 the other thing we're on a bit of a vibe of international listeners so i wanted to shout out uh Larita, who's our listener from saudi arabia who came yes. up to us yes i still think that's baffling to think that we've made it all the way over there and what i thought was even better how her partners like interjected the conversation at some point and said you guys are on loudspeaker all the time and he was like ferociously shaking his head and i just thought (laughs) i feel you bro (laughs) so a personal hello to you now talking about and you're listening to this absolute shite that these boys chat day in day out yeah fair play (laughs) i take no offense to this and then my my final two favorite moments was um so i got to the venue and i I go to the toilet uh and as i'm in the bathroom uh, I hear someone's taking a dump whilst also listening to the athlete briefing. <laughs> <laughs> I just really enjoyed the last minuteness of that as they're like, oh, got to get it all out and got to get all the knowledge in. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> and then, Why not? and then, uh, and then st- uh, staying with things that I heard in the bog. Basically, I walk out and I see Ronkovic there. And then there's a, a, another German guy or Austrian guy. And they're chatting in German. And the conversation goes, Deutsch, 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 Sandback. Deutsch, 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 Deutsch. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder what 
they were saying. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Oh, that's great. That's great. So to to touch on my race very very briefly, if you can all even even call it that, um, I don't think it was much of a race as, as more of a trod round round the track. <laughs> um, I came in feeling very very good and feeling like yeah I can I can do something good, um, and then realised my body is in no way up for this today. Like yeah. it, my body just thought yeah nah <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah and uh, I didn't have a great race. I, I don't really want to start this whole conversation about uh mental health up again and blah 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 it it did it's it's never nice when it doesn't go your way maybe we'll dive into that a little bit later on but uh yeah people were whizzing past me uh and i was uh slowing down and uh, on that note of people whizzing past you how did it feel wearing james kelly's elite 15 official racing shirt <laughs> well yeah sorry so to 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 clarify and give some context uh, the the Friday night we were we Mike and I were hanging around speaking to all these elite athletes grabbing some some interviews off them and then I noticed um, JK had left his shirt on stage and I was like oh look at this Mikey Mikey being the keenest high rocks nerd in the world <laughs> and the most enamored JK fan said he's my boy shotgun <laughs> right okay mate what, what are you doing with like, was he sweaty shirt don't know just want it yeah, yeah <laughs> to which i then replied mate what what if i wear it to race tomorrow do you reckon jk would be okay with that 100 percent. i was like that's no doubt yeah you just thought that's a no-brainer so i was like okay fuck it i've not got anything else to do i'll wear his shirt so i cannot explain to you how much of a twat I felt wearing (laughs) an elite 15 athletes, very, very accomplished racers shirt, only to post, what was it? A 125 in the end. But I will say... I did uh, did do James's shirt proud by not collapsing on the finish line because apparently yes. if you're in the JK clan, you're not allowed to do that. No, as I've as no. I've so heard. No, um, but yeah, uh, coming coming to my race, um, three things I, I want to mention. Perhaps one, getting the most delicate of little. It wasn't even a swipe. It was literally a tap on my on my <laughs> behind from from Charlie. Um, forgot his last name charlie you 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 do listen to this and i i know i know you know i know you know who you are (laughs) right and um little little encouragement cheeky smiles like yeah well this whole ass tapping thing is definitely making the rounds and it's uh deemed acceptable and you know what i'm i'm not here to complain about it (laughs) um i had another fella scream something at me And it was clearly something, I, I feel like it was something Joe Wicks related. I feel like oh, it was wow. something on that. Amazing. But I didn't catch enough of it. And then he sped off and I was like, cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I even got that out. I just smiled at him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was nice. Whatever interaction that was, I don't know what was said. Maybe mm. he was actually being an arsehole. I don't, it don't nah, he wasn't. He, was, he, he, he knew who I was. He said something. Unfortunately, I didn't hear it. Um, and then finally... This is something that I do want to share. I knew I wasn't having my best race. And to, to spare you any details, I, I did need to do a quick pit stop at the, <laughs> at, the, at the toilets. We won't get into that. But as I sat there on the toilet, I thought, you know what? Just treat this as a training run. You know, yeah. you're going to have to be okay with this. However you feel about it, you are not fit right now. Your body's not recovered. 
you're going to have to see this mm. as a training run. And then I thought, okay, let's make this something special. You have an opportunity here. If you slow down loads, what if you went unbroken on the wall balls? <laughs> and I got up off that toilet and my God, did I, did I try and do that? I yeah. I was going to say I raced out. I didn't. I slowed down <laughs> considerably. But I was motivated. It was, it was deliberate, right? Yeah. Um, or at least partially. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as I got to my last run, in fact, no, let me rewind a little bit further. In fact, when I got to the lunges, I, I went through them unbroken. I was oh, really? really? I was wow. Re- yeah, Amazing. I, I did that. Well done. I was like, it's on. Max, it's, it's on. <laughs> You're doing it. <laughs> so I slowed down a lot on the final lap. And then I, I even dared to slow down to a walk. Wow. As I was going into the Thunderdome, right? Yeah. Through the rock zone into the Thunderdome. And all the volunteers were like, come on, mate, you got it, you got it, thinking I was tired. And let's You're like, was. no, I'm just saving myself for something great tired. is about and to like, happen. This cocky asshole, right, in James Kelly's shirt, then shows up to the Thunderdome, looks for Faisal as well, like, <laughs> oh, I'm just here for, to look for my mate, don't mind me, and w- wanted to get him to inspire me. I, and in my mind, I had this thing of, like, the whole Thunderdome's going to be clapping me on, Faisal's going <laughs> to announce this, and I'm going to do 100 warbles. Yeah. And I'm going to be carried over that stage. I'm not yeah. even going to have to walk it. They'll just be like, yeah. get on my shoulders, mate. You know, <laughs> Faisal and co. Will, will just carry me over. Yeah. And... Uh, Looked at the judge and he's like, yeah, you, you go. And I was like, I'm just calming my heart rate down because I couldn't find Faisal. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, I don't need Faisal. <laughs> don't need him anyway. <laughs> and uh, looked at him and I don't think he quite understood this. And I said, I'm going for 100 unbroken. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to do 100. <laughs> you don't get it, mate. Just watch. Yeah. I got to a grand total of 39 walls. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> All Do you know that what, That's for still 39. <laughs> you know what? I, I reckon I could have pushed it to 50, maybe 60. Yeah. But I just got to 39 and thought, yeah, no, this isn't happening either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I just... And if that wasn't enough, I then still had the audacity to cross the finish line and bow. As oh, my wow. Yeah. Wow. One twenty-five. Look at me. You're welcome, Vienna. <laughs> Christ. I mean, yeah. Uh, if any, if anyone wants to look at me different after that, you know, well, I, I might be seeing a different man in the mirror from now on. Yeah. You know? um, so that was my race. That yeah. was my race. Um, should I talk about mine then? So, um, uh, the the first thing I'll say is I managed to run without back pain which is an absolutely huge deal for me so i've been that's been that's affected my races for the last sort of few few times so to run without back pain was just an amazing feeling so just wanted to shout out jk for helping with all that is my first thing okay that's just my little bit of love out the way The next thing is, um, is it, it going to get more exciting for a little bit? I'm going to do another little flex. So, um, but it's amazing to see how much the sport has progressed in the last year. So, I looked with my finishing time, which was uh, 105. Where Sorry, I what was that? 65 minutes and 10 seconds to be official, right? Hey, and uh, you're, you're best pleased with that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't care I, about your back pain. Congratulations yeah. on putting down a hell of a good race. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. And I wanted to see where I would have finished in Vienna last year, right? So yeah. with that time, I would have finished fifth. 
Overall? Fifth overall, and I would have come first in my age group, and I would have come first in my age group by four minutes. Wow, okay. This year, I came 56th. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like 10 minutes behind the winner. So like, it, it just shows like, how much Hyrox has blown up in the last year and you know there's some big dogs here there is come to play well like, you know I'm, I'm interested to hear if anyone else out there has a has a theory as to why this is getting so much better are people training more deliberately are people just you know getting better as they get more experience because I personally think that the main reason is that with Hyrox's rapid growth you're attracting more and more really sporty boys and girls mm. into this sport. Like our, our boy PMF, he's an accomplished yeah. triathlete. Yeah. He's now in high rocks, laying down a sick time straight away. Mm. People who wouldn't, who haven't originally been high rocks athletes coming from other sporting backgrounds and just absolutely nuking this sport yeah. that is high rocks. I think that's what's happening. I, I think probably at the start, high rocks was seen as a crossfitty type yeah. sport and so that is quite strength based whereas now i think people realize that actually it, it's well it's technically a running game isn't it with with functional exercises yeah. in. so actually the runners are stronger so we're seeing like more like rugby players you know jk uh used to be an aussie rules football player yeah. so i think like that sort of like where it's interval but also pretty gritty and pretty yeah. hardcore yeah. i think that's where you see a lot of talented people coming through yeah yeah so yeah yeah i think that's what's sort of catching on that people realize oh it's not just strength and it's not just clean and jerks or whatever you know well uh well well done but not clean and jerks (laughs) (laughs) well well done on your race uh but also tough luck uh you know try harder next time and then uh you might be able to yeah i mean i got no reps so many times on them wall balls i may i reckon i got about 20 no reps and i have a right i've got a real bone to pick with this right because (laughs) the no reps I got were were for hitting the bottom third of the target. Now I know I can already hear Nathan in my ear saying, (laughs) yeah, mate, that's not the center. But I would argue, what's the point in the target if hitting some of it doesn't count? Because I would say in any other sport, if you hit the target, you've hit the target. Now, usually you get less points. So maybe I'll take a half rep. Can I have a half rep if I hit an outside rather than the center? equating it to an archery but i would say rather than make it a circle make it a horizontal rectangle then if you if you're saying i've got to hit a certain level height yeah yeah. why not make it a horizontal rectangle yeah it's a fair point because i i i find that having the female target underneath it joined to it makes it a bit tricky yes do you know what i mean to actually tell have you hit the bottom of the men's target yeah or are you just hitting the women's yeah 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 and i think if they were two separate targets i think if the women's target wasn't there and you still hit the men's target it would be hard to say that that's a no rep is the warble target there to indicate that you've met the required height Mm. or is it there to go a step further and say you've actually hit the target which, yeah. which is it? Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's a good point. Height? Actually, I'd never thought about it that or way. Or is it the actual dexterity Cause I, cause that's I, also tested? Because I guess here. if if the bottom of the target isn't the right height, well, then the bottom of the target shouldn't exist. In my point, does that make sense? Like, no, it should. If you're saying it needs to be a dexterity based exercise mm. where you actually need to middle the target, but then that being said, 
I don't think there's any way of accurately determining that. How is a poor judge that's, supposed to do that's that? That's my point. So I would just be like, just make the. T- if you want me to be more precise with my hit, then make the target smaller. Yeah. Or or make it rectangle. I'm sure if Ben were here, he'd have uh, some yeah. kind of business-based objection. <laughs> you know uh, how people want rotund objects to yeah. s- be be more satisfied or yeah. or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. So much, so much for mine and Mikey's races. Right, so nowadays, with High Rocks becoming more of an established sport and athletes becoming more and more established and experienced in the race themselves, a lot of us in the community choose to race abroad and make little weekend trips of it. So, perfect example, Mikey and I sat in a hotel room right now somewhere in Vienna, um, <laughs> having just raced here, here, here in Austria. Um, albeit we've not seen a lot of Vienna yet. We've, we've <laughs> pretty much seen the McDonald's and that one Italian restaurant that serves Parmesan-looking salt, right? <laughs> um, but uh, we wanted to know if there's a, a, a genuinely solid strategy on how to also perform when, when going abroad, yeah. right? And who better to ask than members of the Elite 15? Because a lot of them will be coming over from the States in particular. Mm. We have a, you know, in the men and the women's fields, we have a lot of uh, American-based athletes. And I think that's just mainly because America's not as established in their high rocks market yet. Um, so we wanted to ask them what their recommendations would be. So uh, starting things off with uh, a very, very accomplished athlete again, this is what Meg Jacoby said. Meg. What is your one top tip for racing abroad? So everybody always says that you should try to get on the time schedule. That is actually false. Okay. You should actually sleep on your own time schedule, especially if you're not coming over days slash weeks beforehand. Um, something about the the rhythm of sleep, etc. Someone was telling me this today, and I just learned this. I've always tried to get on time. Yeah. And they said no, that's that's not the way you should do it. So Is that what you did this time around? I don't know if I did that this time around. I tried to just sleep whenever I was tired. Like I just took napped and tried yeah. to sleep. And I tried not to stress about it because it is kind of a thing. Like you come over and have red eye and then you're trying to nap during the day and it's kind of a cluster, but you're not supposed to do that. So that's a lesson that I've learned. So I, I'm, I'm still baffled by that of how you don't adapt. I, w- I would have thought that's the first thing you do on your list. But. Well, funnily enough, so I was thinking that this week that I was like, oh, the elites always have such late races. And then I was like, actually, if I was coming over from the States, they race at like they raced at like 6.30. I was yeah. like, that'd be like 11.30 in the morning. So I was like, if they don't switch to jet lag, they will, it will seem like a really good time yeah. to race. I but at the same time, they, they still arrive on Wednesday, I think, both Meg and Lauren, who we're going to yeah. next from, said. Um, that's weird to like yeah. be sleeping when it's night out. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, it must be really tough, it but is, I was just sort it, of like, oh, it, the it logic is, makes total sense. It does. It, and look, it clearly, you know, it works for, for those girls. Yeah. But um, let's hear from Lauren Weeks then as to what she would recommend people do when racing abroad. What is your top tip, Lauren, for racing overseas? Make sure you bring some food that you're comfortable with eating in case 
what you find here is not something that your stomach is used to having. So I like to bring a lot of my own food. An example, you're flying over from the States. What are you packing in your suitcase? Like ready, the, that ready-made rice you can put right into the microwave. No, shut up. Yeah. They have that, they have that in like Europe. Little, you, well, I bring my own. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read the ingredients on the back of it, so I don't know what's Okay, so it's not just plain rice. It has something in it. No, it is plain rice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is my... Okay, what else? Something to redeem yourself. Um, also, like, little packets of either tuna or chicken, so I can have protein. Lauren. Yeah. You know... We don't live in mud huts over here. You, you, you realize Europe is but a fairly now, civilized... But co- now I don't have to go travel to get it. It's right there. Oh, no. I only need to pay for a whole extra luggage of rice and chicken and tuna. Yeah, I had a lot of trouble going through security. <laughs> so, I, I mean, my, my reactions <laughs> in that clip were, were kind of apparent, right? Um, and... Uh, going back on myself a little bit on how we started this pod saying Lauren's just the most amazing person <laughs> you, know, you know it's hard hard to justify that when she's bringing American packaged rice over. there's got um, to be something wrong with her isn't there sure yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone's got their flaws we found it god damn no I completely understand where she's coming from and look if if you're going to come over here and absolutely batter everyone and to do yeah, that you need to bring talk. your own rice then fuck it, bring your own rice, Lauren. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who am I to tell you, no, that's that's super culturally inappropriate and insensitive. <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> our, our microwavable rice is grand, okay? <laughs> Have you even tried? <laughs> so, Max, will you be bringing your Uncle Ben's rice to our next trip abroad? Uh, yeah, I'll be bringing my... Uh, plain pretzel that i pick up from the little bakery and uh, packaging a few of those into my hand luggage yeah for, for every race because you know they have little here in vienna and everywhere else in the world but i don't know maybe the recipe is a little different you know i don't know <laughs> final things for us to say at this stage is don't forget that we've teamed up with the wonderful team hogan to bring you a fresh workout of the week every wednesday and you need to head over to our Instagram at Pod, where you'll find them all neatly displayed. Absolutely. Also, one more reminder, please come and join us at Sleven Fitness in Vauxhall, London, this Sunday, the 18th of February, for our High Rocks Reverse Sim. Yeah, baby. Um, we're calling it our Reverse Rocks. Uh, wow. So this is where you do a High Rocks race, but in reverse. So we're starting with the wall balls. And we're ending on the ski. So maybe you could do your 100 warbles on Broken this time, Max. I could, but I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be there. Oh, yeah, of course <laughs> you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I do live in Deutschland now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But me, uh, Nathan and Ben will all be there. Um, so just to remind you, the details are it starts at 1 p.m. You can race as an individual or as a double. Uh, tickets are free for Sleven members and £10 for visitors. And for all the info and to book your place, click on the link on the at Sleven Fitness Instagram bio. As someone who won't be there but has done a Sleven workout in the past, they are sick. Okay? Yeah. You get yeah, a really, a proper, really proper good, good gym. They've got a proper stacked gym. Like, it is where you want to be to train for high rocks. And a tenner for a workout, it's a good Come deal. On. It genuinely is. So, on that note, 
Thank you very much for listening. Mikey and I might actually now get out and see some of the sites Vienna has to offer. Uh, maybe even have a cheeky schnitzel. Um, nice. But three, two, one, rock zone. Rock zone out. Mm-hmm.